0: Let me give you a little bit of background. Me and my wife uh, were talking about uh, doing, a, doing a series and um, what was it going to be. And uh, yesterday I, I was praying, or no, sorry, Friday I was praying and I was like, I was like down to the wire. I told some of you that I knew what I was going to teach. And I really believe God moved in my life and changed it. The premise is still the same of what I may have told you, but we're looking at some different things now. Um, So we're going to launch into a series this Sunday called the I Am series, and it's going to be looking at the seven I Am statements that Jesus made, and I had initially wanted to uh, go through the stories of Jesus in Mark, but we're going to save that for a later date, and we're going to look at the seven I Am statements that Jesus makes in the book of John. Not today. We're not going to look at all seven. We would be here for a while if we did that. Um, I'm just going to look at one today. And so we have to establish who was Jesus. So my message today is I am simply for the next several weeks. My message is going to probably just be I am because that's who Jesus should be to us. The I am, the one and only, the the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the everlasting father. So let's let's look and establish who Jesus was before we talk about the crucifixion and the power that was with the cross. There was power with the cross. There was power with what happened on the cross. But today we're going to look for just the next few moments at who Jesus was. And then we're going to look at the power that happened when Jesus died on the cross. So Jesus made some statements. Jesus uh, Jesus was God manifest in the flesh. Isaiah 9, 6 says, "For, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. That is what he said. That is what God said. And in John chapter 1 Verses 1 through 5, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Now, if you want to jump down to verse 14, it says, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus is the I am. Now how do we know that? Because there is a statement that is made by Jesus several times where he says, I am. He says, I am the I am. But check this out there is there's a story here. That, I, that for you to, 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 to catch this whole thing, we gotta jump all the way back to the book of Exodus Because there is some power when we tithe. So we've talked about this in Bible study about how there's a thread throughout the Bible. The plan of God is throughout the entire Bible and how all the stories tie together, how every transaction that happens is part of the plan of God. I believe what we're going through right now in America, in the world, is part of the plan of God. You can say, well, why? Why should should this bad thing happen to good people? The rain falls on the just and the unjust. This is God doing something. I don't know what it is. I don't know what he's about to do. I don't know what he's getting ready to do or what he is doing right now, but it's happening, and it's in his plan. And so what I'm going to do is just be a part for the ride, and that's what we've got to do. We've got to pray. Uh, make sure that our relationship with God is rock solid and and rekindle that relationship if it's not. And, and just follow what he's doing. Allow God to move. You'd be like, well, we're not having church. Like, we serve an all-powerful God. Like, I know this is in people's minds. You serve an all-powerful God. Why is he allowing this to happen? I don't know, but it also says in God's word that his ways are above my ways. So I just, I have to, that's what I have to do. I have to believe what is in God's word. And you can say what you want to say, but I'm going to follow God's word every single day. Everything, I'm going to make sure that what I do lines up with the word of God. So let's look. Exodus chapter 3, 13 through 15. I would encourage you, if you like if, you, if you're if you getting excited, hit that amen button, hit that hallelujah button, give me a hands clap emoji. I, I need like a little a button that I can push that like gives me a hand clap so it keeps me going, you know. Sometimes in church, like it, it can be quiet. And boy, I'll tell you what, when I'm sitting here preaching to my dogs and to my wife, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's... <laughs> Thank you. She amanned me <laughs> Sometimes it gets hard, you know, like looking at the camera, I, I'm looking at a reflection of myself. And I'll tell you honest to truth, I feel crazy doing this. I absolutely do. But I also feel that I have a responsibility to deliver God's message, what God has for us <laughs> uh, today. And, and I don't feel crazy doing this because I believe God is great, God is mighty, God is all powerful. And he's going to use every portion that we give him. And so I want to give him my best. And that should be our prayer. So let's look. Exodus chapter 3, verses uh, 13 through 15. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, and they shall say unto me, What is his name? what shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. Ooh, I am that I am. And he said, thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. And God said moreover unto Moses, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, the Lord God of your fathers and the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob hath sent me unto you. This is my name forever. And this is my memorial unto all generations. Unto all generations. Unto everyone, this is going to be my name, I am. Why does that get me excited? Because Jesus is the I am. Check this out. For them to, for, for, for Moses to go and say, the I am sent me. They must have first had a relationship with God. They must have known who he was. When you say the I am, oh, there's something about that. There's some power behind that. There is power in the I am. Those who know the I am know of his power. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. So this is a setup for the next set of scriptures. I wish I had my cordless microphone and could just like walk all over, because like this is the part like, that gets me excited. One thing about me is I get passionate when I find something in God's word. And like I said, my message changed from what it was going to be. My, 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 my message series, Everything Changed on Friday. And so this is like, here we go. <laughs> I get excited when God begins to move in my life. I get excited when God begins to, to minister to me. And so I'm excited to share this with you. Check this out. Jesus said what? Listen, in John chapter 8, verses 56 through 59, he said, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad whoa jesus said your father abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad then said the jews unto him thou art not yet 50 years old and thou hast seen abraham To me, this is the Jews trying to trip Jesus up. This is just a moment here where where they're trying to trip Jesus up like, hey, you're not that old. Like, there's no way you saw Abraham. And then he says something. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. Notice. Notice. Jesus didn't say I was, he said I am. So when we go back and we look at Exodus and say, the I am sent you, oh man. We see here that name, generation for generation, is the name of Jesus. We talk about there's no salvation in any other but the name of Jesus. Look at this. The Jews are angered at this statement. Why? Then then they took up stones to cast him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple going through the midst of them and so passed by. They were angered at what Jesus had said because he said, I am God. Whoa. He was 100% man. He was 100% God. There is power in the name of Jesus. I don't know, like, I am, like, so excited today. (laughs) I am, like wound up i didn't drink any caffeine this morning i didn't do anything but on this easter sunday i'm going to give you everything that is within my heart i'm going to preach the very the the truth that i see in god's word i'm going to tell you that god loves you that god cares for you that he wants to move in your life that he wants to move in your home that you don't have to have fear in this time of trial you don't have to be afraid because we have the god that is the i am we have the god that is the resurrection and the life uh, the bread of life Uh, god said in his word that he is the the way the truth and the life Uh, i'm excited for oh man i am so excited today let me stick to my notes i'm sorry anytime jesus steps in it angers the enemy and we see that here when he said i am they got mad Yeah, let's stone this guy, but it wasn't time yet. It wasn't time for him to die. Let's talk about the crucifixion of Jesus. It was not defeat or fault, but rather the plan. You see, in everything, we have got to look at God and say, it's the plan. It's the plan. I'm gonna follow his plan. Too many times we make it about ourselves. We make it about my plan and what does God want? We have got to turn our ways to him and say, God, I need you more today than yesterday. I need a relationship with you that's deeper than the relationship that I had yesterday. You know, we come to church and we cry We come to church, we raise our hands. There's more to a relationship with God than those actions. Look at what Jesus did. He was the perfect sacrifice. He was the redemption for our sins. Acts 4.12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. There's power in the name of Jesus. We look at the disciples as they walked by the man with it. That, and we've talked about this story in Acts. and Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. I would challenge you to pray those prayers in your own personal life. In the name of Jesus Christ, let doubt be gone. In the name of Jesus Christ, let fear be gone. In the name of Jesus Christ, let the enemy be scattered. In the name of Jesus Christ, let the kingdom of the enemy begin to crumble. In the name of Jesus Christ, let healing happen. Let deliverance happen. Let depression be, be touched. Let, let anxiety be touched. Let those things in our lives be touched. In the name of Jesus Christ. Those are prayers for your family. Those are things that you can do. You you. Are in your home. I, I'm not in your home. I, I can't I can't be the relationship with Jesus for you. You have to do that. You have to pray those prayers. You have to pray over your home. Take a bottle of oil and anoint the, 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 the posts of your home, anoint the, the, the door posts and, and pray that no evil thing would enter. You'd be like, That's weird, that's crazy. You know what? There's a whole lot of things that are crazy and weird, but you know what? I still do it. Because there's just something about it when I do it. There's like this obedience thing and God begins to move. I don't know. Let's continue to look. The crucifixion opened the Holy of Holies. In that time, when we go back to the tabernacle and we look at that, the high priest was the only one that could enter into the holiest of holies. When Jesus died on the cross and that veil was torn, He allowed for you to be able to enter into the holiest of holies, effectively making you the high priest of your home, the person who who needs to watch out for your home, the person who needs to pray for your home, the person who needs to be in touch with God for your home. You are the individual that is being held responsible for that. So let's look at Matthew 27, 50 through 51 jesus when he had cried again with a loud voice yielded up the ghost and behold the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom and the earth did quake and the rocks rent the rocks broke this opened the door for you when jesus died on the cross for you to have a personal relationship with him to follow his plan and not my plan. Your relationship is your relationship. It's kind of like a husband and wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Your relationship is your relationship. I can't save your relationship. Sure, I can come up with some things that maybe could help you with communication or some things like that, but it's up to you to work on the relationship. It's up to you to do the work. It's up to you. If there is someone that you like, it's up to you to go and talk to them and tell them, hey, I kind of like you. I remember the first time I talked to my wife. And, you know, later on, later on, a few times later, Finally, I had the courage, I like you. I didn't want to use love, but there was something. I love you. What kind of relationship with Jesus do you have? My wife is laughing right now. Oh, you stay here for just a moment. I love you. What type of relationship is, your, is, with, is with, between you and Jesus Christ? Do you do you like Jesus? He's a cool guy. He's he's okay, but do you love Jesus? <laughs> Part of me wishes that that was like <laughs> pre-recorded and I could edit it out, and, but that wouldn't be me. Like I would have said that in church, not just online. <laughs> and if you've been with us for any time, you know I say some things. It's okay to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your relationship is your relationship. We must all come to God with a repentant heart. True repentance is where we have a change of heart. True repentance is where we don't go back to the way that we used to do. Sure, we may make mistakes. Paul said, I die daily. And so we must die to the flesh. And so we're almost to that point now where we're going to take communion. So if you if you have your supplies, get them ready. Um, we're getting ready to move into that point, but not quite yet. Because repentance is important. Jesus rose from the dead. Jesus, The, the, the message of Jesus Christ is, is powerful. It's exciting. But your testimony is your testimony. And the decisions you make now, right now today, the decisions you make six weeks down the road are your decisions. I want to make a decision that I'm going to follow Jesus. Communion means something very special to me. I want to make sure that my heart is right. And so before I ever take communion, I always, it always precede, it, it always follows repentance. It always follows, God, I want my heart to be right with you. If there's anything that has come before you, anything that we place before, God is an idol, correct? So if we put things before him and we take communion, we kind of fall into this, Scripture right here. You know, everything right now is different. Maybe communion is different. You know, maybe maybe you've done Facebook Live communion before. I have not. Maybe you have used bread and juice or, you know what? I'll be honest with you, if you grab pop and use it, you gotta make do with what you got right now. Um, If you don't have grape juice, that's fine. If you've got some bread at home, that's fine. You can partake with this. Um, if you have your cup, there's two little layers. Before you peel your top off, there's two little layers. You want to peel the first one back, but not quite yet. I just want to give him in some instructions. Um, <clears> 1 <throat> Corinthians eleven twenty-seven through 29 says, Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. I believe it is important that we... Have a time of repentance. And we're going to do this together. You can pray your prayer. I'm going to pray my prayer. But we've got to make sure that there is nothing in front of Jesus Christ. There's a song. Everything revolves around you. God, I want my life. Everything in my life to revolve around you. I've personally made mistakes. I, I, I've I've messed up. But when we come to God, he's gracious and merciful. And so at this time, I'm going to have my wife uh, join me. I want you to join in your family or if it's just you in a time of prayer right now. I don't have any music to play or anything like that. But I just want to take a moment and have a time of repentance. Each and every one of us need to pray a prayer of repentance right now. God, I pray right now. God, you know the things in my life. God, the things that I've put before you. God, you know the things that I've placed before you. And I just pray, God, that you would shine a light into every area of my life, God. God that you would forgive me of my sins. God that you would for you would forgive me. God that you would wash those sins away. God that you would take them away. God anything that I may have done, God. God that maybe that would maybe set my heart not in in tune with you, God. God let your will be what leads me and guides me. And not my will. God, I pray that you would touch me. God, I pray right now for every person that's with us right now. I pray that you would touch their hearts, their minds, God. God, that you would shine a light into every area of their life. God, that you would lead them and guide them, God, through this time that, is, that we're in. I pray that you would touch them in Jesus' name. Amen. So, I believe if you took those time, that time, that moment of repentance... You're preparing your heart. And you're saying, God, I want my heart to be right before I take communion. We're remembering what Jesus did for us. The brokenness of his body. The blood that he spilled for us. That is what we're doing right now in communion. But we're also looking forward to what God has for us in heaven. What God has for us in, in, in redemption. And so, if you have your cup... Go ahead and peel the first little cellophane top off and get your wafer ready. If you have bread at home, grab your bread, break a piece of it. If you eat the whole thing, it'll be, it'll be too much and there's not enough juice to swallow that. Um, <laughs> funny joke, communion joke. Um, and so I have a couple scriptures that I want to read. As I read these scriptures, we'll take part in communion. But we're here to remember what Jesus did for us on Calvary. But also to look forward to what Jesus plans to do as he catches his church away. One day we're all going to be gathered around the table at the marriage supper of the Lamb. And I want to be there. Let's make this a special moment. 1 Corinthians 11.25 says, In the same way, also he took the cup after supper, saying, This is the cup of the new cup of my of my blood I'm reading these backwards I think That's okay peel the top of your cup off now without spilling it I got it backwards <laughs> um, in the same way also he took the cup after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me This time, why don't you go ahead.